All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Just News. Hello, America, and welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News, where today we're going to be talking to Ken Blackwell, somebody who knows something about elections because he was a secretary of state. Uh, for Ohio, one of the most important electoral states in America, always a, a deciding uh, election state. Uh, he also, as a UN ambassador for human rights, uh, studied the world's elections and, and called out fraudulent elections around the world. He's a really powerful voice, he was the former mayor of Cincinnati. He understands every aspect of America's election system. He's an African-American with a very big bullhorn, a very strong belief in American liberty, and a very strong argument against encroaching government, big encroaching government. And uh, we're going to talk to him about everything from Joe Biden's big government policies to uh, the uh, extraordinary uh, dispute going on in Georgia right now over a law that just requires absentee voters to show the same sort of ID they would need to if they went to pick up a package at UPS or, or Home Depot or picked up their tickets at a will call window at Major League Baseball. If it's not racist there to demand identification just to ensure you are who you are before you get up something of value like baseball tickets you bought or a package you had delivered or an item you bought at a Home Depot. Why is it suddenly racist, Jim Crow racist, to to have uh, such a uh, conversation about an absentee ballot, which is perhaps one of the most important possessions, rights, activities that we can do as Americans. So we're going to talk to Ken about that. Now, before we get to that, I wanted to walk you through an important story today. So this morning, I've been looking at this Ahmad Zuberi case. If you've been watching Just the News, you know I've dug into this story and it has caught my fancy. And I really get a sense that there is a potentially huge scandal underlying the Ahmad Zuberi case. Who is Ahmad Zuberi? In case you haven't been one of the people stalking this story and reading it and learning it. He was a major bundler for Barack Obama and Joe Biden back in 08 and 12 for Hillary Clinton in 2016. He is an American citizen of Pakistani origin, um, a, a very successful businessman. Uh, Republicans and Democrats alike have 
enjoyed uh, uh, from or benefited from his generosity, both politically and in charitable spaces. And uh, about a month ago, back in February, so about six weeks ago, he was sentenced to 12 years in prison for alleged violations of campaign finance law. The prosecutor said he took foreign money and uh, injected it into the election system here. Uh, to be honest with you, 12 years is perhaps the stiffest sentence I've ever seen for the sort of violations that were alleged. Um, and it had me begin to wonder. And I started to go through the court files. I discovered there was a thing called a SIPA filing, C-I-P-A, kind of like FISA. You probably never heard of that before. You're going to remember this in a few days and weeks because big things are about to happen. C-I-P-A is the Classified Information Protection Act. And what it does is when you're in a court case and something involves U.S. intelligence, you have to file it under seal under the requirements of SEPA, Classified Information Protection Act, um, something Hillary Clinton didn't do very well with her emails, right, as we now know. But uh, I discovered there was a mention in the court files of a SEPA uh, filing. I started asking around, and I stumbled into what I think is pretty remarkable, this guy, Ahmad Zuberi, big bundler for Barack Obama, Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, and also a donor to the Donald Trump inauguration in 2017, he had a two-decade relationship with U.S. intelligence. He was helping U.S. intelligence, and not in a small way, not in an incidental way. He was running major counter-influence operations, uh, participating in them. I shouldn't say running them because the agency runs them. But he was a significant, respected, successful intelligence asset uh, for many years, going back to the early 2000s is what my reporting showed, which all the raises all the more question, why would he get a stiffer sentence in a plea deal than other people who went to trial for similar crimes? And the more we dug, the more this case has become more and more mysterious. And one of the mystery uh, facts that starts to come out in the fact pattern is that the same office, the same U.S. Justice Department office, the U.S. Attorney's Office in California, in Los Angeles, who prosecuted Zaberi to the hilt, insisting he get 12 years in prison and up to $18 million in fines, penalties, and repayments, also prosecuted another case recently. Just settled it. In fact, they announced it last week. Gilbert Sh uh, Shigori, a, uh, a foreign uh, businessman, who was a big donor to the Clinton campaign. He and two associates uh, routed foreign money into the election through straw donors, allegedly just like what Ahmad Zuberi did. They went a step further. They provided a secret loan to an Obama cabinet official. Remember when Obama used to say, I have no scandals, Joe Biden likes to say. There wasn't a whiff of scandal in the Obama years of a baloney. I mean, we can go through all of them. The Russia Gate. Uh, uh, fast and furious Benghazi. I can go on and on and on. IRS targeting of conservatives. But here's another one. Barack Obama's transportation secretary, Ray LaHood, a Republican that jumped to the Democratic side, he took a secret $50,000 loan because he was hard up while he was working as cabinet secretary from a foreign businessman, and he kept it secret. He, did, he lied about it. He didn't put it on his financial disclosure forms even misled the FBI when they first started asking questions about it. Well, guess what? Shigori, his associates, Ray LaHood, a man who corruptly took money from a foreigner and hid it off of his disclosure reports. That's the sort of influence that disclosure reports were supposed to unmask for us, right? Hiding is a terrible thing of it. If you violate that trust, they didn't get prosecuted at all. They got non-prosecution or deferred prosecution agreements. 
and they got fines, no prison time. The disparate treatment of Ahmad Zuberi, an intelligence community asset, uh, and Shigori et al., which includes the former transportation secretary, Ray LaHood, the difference in treatment there, it seems to harken back to something that we've talked about on this show often and is endemic to all the reporting that I did in the Russia collusion scandal, a dual system of justice. People who are connected, particularly to Democrats, seem to get a different treatment than other people who don't. And in the case of Zuberi versus Shikori, these two uh, bundlers in the Democratic world, or fundraising world, excuse me, uh, the big difference is Ahmad Zuberi gave money to Donald Trump. It doesn't look like Shikori did from what I can tell. Uh, and we now know that they were going to give uh, Ahmad Zuberi an incredible deal. A million dollar fine, no prison time, kind of like Shigori. If he would just give up some dirt on Donald Trump and he told them, I don't have it. I didn't use foreign money for Donald Trump. I didn't do the same things I did for Democrats. And that's when the case turned sour on him. Well, uh, the disparate treatment, almost identical facts, same prosecution office, same general scheme, some foreign agent and tax issues on, on the cases. Um, and uh, one gets 12 years in prison, one walks scot-free with a fine. Uh, disparate justice, unequal justice in America. That is why I wrote this story. Check it out. It's at the top of the justthenews.com right now. It's such an important story. And I suspect that the Zuberi case is about to become a major controversy in America. Here's why. Zuberi's new a lawyer of record in the uh, appeal that he's now pursuing of his conviction and sentencing of 12 years is Bob Eatinger. If that name sounds familiar, you might remember during the Obama years, he was the acting general counsel of the CIA. He was the CIA's, the agency's top lawyer. He's intervened in this case. On behalf of Ahmad Zuberi, I suspect a guy like that doesn't do that because he's just interested in the appellate process in the Ninth Circuit of California. It's because there is an intelligence story underlying Zuberi that uh, is yet to be told and could raise the roof, raise rafters, raise questions in America. Uh, I suspect that some of the uh, facts in the um, SEPA filing might make their way into public. I can only imagine that if a man was raising money at the same time he was working for the agency, does that line get blurred at some point? Are things asked of him as an agency operative that go into the political world? It's not supposed to under the rules and laws of America, but did it? It's a big question that we need to ask. And I think this is Ahmad Zuberi case. Remember that name. Read this story if you get a chance. Keep an eye on it. We're doing some remarkable reporting. We're learning a lot, and it's time to get to the truth about the Ahmad Zuberi case and why it was handled so much differently than Gilbert Chigori and the case uh, that was settled with a deferred and non-prosecution agreements despite foreign money injected into our election and despite questions of corruption surrounding a foreign money loan to an Obama cabinet secretary who hid it from the American public. He was so ashamed of it, he had to hide it because it wasn't right. That's right. All right, folks, we're going to go to that quick commercial break. When we come back, the former Secretary of State of Ohio, Ken Blackwell, great thinker, author, writer, former UN official who traveled the world looking uh, and absorbed all of the uh, uh, voting right abuses around the world. He's here to talk about Georgia, about H.R. 1, 
about the effort to federalize elections and what's wrong with that when you compare it to the intent of the founding fathers in the Constitution. You do not want to miss this interview. We're going to it right after this commercial break from our great sponsors and advertisers. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. And as promised, a very special guest, somebody who oversaw major elections, who's had a very critical voice on voting rights and uh, voting in America and politics in America and, quite frankly, common sense in America. Uh, Joining us today is Ken Blackwell, the former Secretary of State of Ohio, great columnist, author, great thinker. Uh, Ken, it is great to have you back on the show. Hey, John. Good to be with you, sir. It's a, it's an honor. What a time to be talking about voting rights. Did you ever imagine uh, when you were back overseeing Ohio's elections, you were Secretary of State, that we'd find a time where people would think that asking for an ID to make sure the right person is voting would be considered racist, or as uh, Joe Biden says, Jim Crow. I wonder, wonder if that ever entered your mind back in those days. Absolutely not. So much so, John, that uh, back in 2009, I wrote a piece for the Yale Law and policy review entitled The Other Voting Rights, Protecting Every Citizen's Vote by Safeguarding the Integrity of the Ballot Box. Wow. Look, when I was when I was 16 years old, uh, not yet old enough to vote back then, I was driving folks around in Chattanooga, Tennessee, registering voters, uh, engaged in Clarksdale, Mississippi. No kidding. With Fannie Lou Hamer and some other folks. Yeah. Uh, and so I've been engaged and in, in making sure that folks have access to the ballot box, a fair access to the ballot box. But I've also, for the last 15, so, 15 or so years, been engaged in making sure that nobody who casts a, a legal ballot has their legal ballot negated by an illegal ballot. So yeah. I've been for making it easy to vote but hard to cheat. Yeah, that's it, right? That's what, And that's really what Georgia's about. They've expanded the hours. There's many different things. And yet there is this incredible backlash. And I wonder, as someone who worked in this space for a long time, uh, from activists all the way up to Secretary of State, um, what do you think is driving the Democrats? Or what, it can't possibly, if you, if you need a, a, an ID to buy a six pack of beer or to get, take your SAT or to get on an airline, why are, they, why are they so adamant that this is a problem for voting? Well, as we know, uh, the, the objective of, two pieces of legislation that right now is before Congress, uh, S-1 
H.R. 1 uh, that they have sort of framed as for the, the People Act that we've reframed as for the Corrupt Politician Act, their, their main goal is to affect uh, a power grab that will move us towards one-party control of a highly centralized uh, governance structure in our country, uh, much like those systems that have failed throughout history and all around the world. So this is an effort to transform, uh, uh, to affect an existential transformation of the way we do elections in this country. And John, as as you and I both know, that the, the, the task of counting every legal ballot and excluding every unlawful one is the challenge faced by practitioners of election law, whether as lawyers or election officials. And the primary authority for elections in America rests with the states. And so this is an, a, 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 an unconstitutional power grab if you look at the, the, the structure of the Constitution and as it has structured uh, our, our election system, keeping the management of, of elections closest to where people vote so that they have control over the chain of custody of ballots and they have legitimate verification systems to make sure that people are who they claim to be. Yeah, it's so, it's such a basic thing. And, you know, in 2005, as we began to see a world that where one day we might have mail-in voting or even some form of electronic voting, a bipartisan commission came together. You had Jimmy Carter, no no shrinking conservative there. He's a big liberal. He t- paired up with uh, James Baker, the great um, uh, cabinet secretary and chief of staff to Reagan and, and Bush. And uh, they... After soliciting lots of bipartisan uh, opinions, said voter ID is a key to the future. This is a way to ensure integrity while expanding the ability to vote. And now all of a sudden it's as though that report didn't exist and Democrats are just running around. And now you got companies running around calling this racist Jim Crow. How did, uh, how, who pivoted the, uh, the debate to something where the facts don't seem to matter anymore? Uh, look, this, this is as if we've gone through. The Looking Glass that was made famous by Alice in Wonderland. Right. What was up is down, and what is down is up. Uh, this is this is crazy. And then you have the mainstream media, uh, you know, initially trying to gaslight the American people, making those of us who see this as a very common sense, practical policy and procedure to be somewhat crazy or racist, and we're not buying it. And 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 look. This is what Major League Baseball, Coca-Cola, uh, and Delta need to, to understand, that the American people are not going to sit back and take these, uh, the, this, this labeling of common sense practice and ordinary, hardworking people as being, as being racist. Too many people have put too much on the line to make sure that the integrity of our election system is, in fact, protected. And, and and we're going to fight back on this. We're not. We're we're, we're just not going. You know, Frederick Douglass, the great abolitionist, said, right. "Those those who are whooped easiest are whooped most often." <laughs> and we are not going to be whooped on this. That is a great line, and so true, right? I mean, fortitude matters, and particularly when something as important as determining how we vote in this country that that's worth fighting for. But um, you mentioned some of those com- companies, and we've been doing some research here. So, for instance, if you go to a Major League Baseball club, you buy your tickets online. When you go to Will Call, 
You got to show your ID. When you get on a Delta airline flight, I know because I've flown it many times, you got to show your ID. UPS, which has uh, recently got into this, uh, uh, when you leave a pack, you know, they can't deliver a package. You have to go to the, their warehouse to pick it up. You got to show an ID. And I can go on and on through all the different companies. I, I read a story on Fox that said uh, the board members for a Coca-Cola board meeting had to show their ID to attend the board. Uh, it is remarkable that these own companies, well, well, quickly, I, I assume they're just deflecting criticism, but their own policies rely on OD, IDs for authentication, and it doesn't seem that that's racist. So what, what do you think about these companies capitulating when they have their own ID requirements for the basics of everyday life? You know, it, it, it's stunning. Now, these companies like Coca-Cola and Delta have become so woke <laughs> that they now take public stands condemning some of their own customers and presumably some of their own shareholders right. in, 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 in Georgia and as Major League Baseball moves the All-Star game to a, to a state that probably uh, has more or more restrictive election laws uh, than, 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 than Georgia. Look, I am a, a shareholder of, uh, uh, of the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, Ohio has some of the election reforms that that uh, Georgia is uh, putting in place now already in place. already on the books, right? You yeah. know, we 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 have two major league baseball teams. You know, uh, they're, they're the Cleveland Indians and the Cincinnati Reds. You know, it doesn't it doesn't make sense for 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 major league baseball. I, it, it's a bad business decision. Not only is it, you know, uh, morally unacceptable for them to buy into a narrative or a set of facts that are that are unfactual, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, and, and, and condemn their their patrons, they condemn their fans. Uh, this is this is just pure stupid, and we cannot let these businesses. Uh, and 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 ball teams be stuck on stupid. Yeah, we just can't. No, you know, one of the funny things about moving the game out of Atlanta, if you've ever been to an Atlanta Braves game, and I guess as a stockholder, you've probably been to a lot of baseball games. <laughs> the the community around the Atlanta Braves Stadium, it's it's predominantly African American. The restaurants, the parking garages, the parking lots, uh, the wonderful people that man the the street carts and everything. So when you pull the game out of uh, Georgia, you're actually punishing the African American community, which is so vibrant in that city. It's, it's. I think I saw Alfredo 100 Ortiz. Million. Yeah, a hundred million. Yeah, a hundred million dollars. Alfredo Ortiz said, "Isn't that unbelievable? A hundred million dollars." And and, and, and and it's going to impact those small businesses and vendors. Yep. Many of them, if not most of them, African American yep. and minority. And coming out of a COVID crisis where they've already had a tough year, it's uh... I, it's just it's just it's just it's just it's just crazy. It is. And what what makes me so mad, as you know, John, I was the U.S. ambassador to the United Nations Human Rights Commission. Right. Uh, I, I I have in fact traveled and monitored elections and and uh, democratic governance all across the globe, and for. Companies like Delta and Coca-Cola, who do business with China, right? One of the most repressive political regimes in world history, and then turn on the state of Georgia for putting in place common sense reforms. 
is this not only bad business, it's immoral. Yeah, it is. And it's um, and it's uh, just starting now. I think, you know, it's funny. Everyday Americans are so smart, even though the media and the political elite try to pull the wall over their eyes. Uh, over the weekend when I was out and about and I went to the store, people were talking about this issue. I mean, it really has hit everyday people. They're fascinated by it. People are just, it's ludicrous. Why are we having a fight over voter ID? I'm, look, I'm using it right now to get my, you know, uh, buy this here. And I'm like, uh, it, you're right. It is. What uh, tools do Republicans, conservatives, freedom-loving, vote, uh, voter protection-supporting Americans, uh, what tools do they have? How do they fight back? You said, we're not going to lose this fight. We're not going to give up. What are the tools that you think are best well, at well, the well, disposal? Well, 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 folks are starting to, 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 to act from state legislatures and legislators who are telling uh, these folks, take your business elsewhere. Uh, Congress is, is getting ready to start looking at the tax break. Uh, that that are that's given to uh, Major League Baseball. I mean, the the reality is is that people and you know, I tell people all the time, do what you can with what you have where you are. So if all you can do is to put a call in to your local representative, uh, whether state representative or a congressional representative, make that call. If in fact you 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 can tell your office. You know, we don't need to deal with Coke products if, in fact, Coca-Cola is going to stiff arm us in this in this public debate because our state legislature is doing something that's consistent with the Constitution of the United States, their authority, and consistent with protecting the integrity of of the ballot box. You know what they what we are protecting against in Georgia is is uh, is a is directly an affront to the paragraph that's embedded in HR1 and S1. That, that, those pieces of legislation are perhaps the, 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 the legislation that is just pregnant with a great promise of factionalism, tyranny, and the loss of checks and balances. Uh, and it, and, and it, would, it would silence political voices of roughly half of the country and lay the groundwork to steal the rest. I would just say, Don, to you that people need to do what they can with where they, with where they are, with, do what they can with what they have, where they are, yeah. you know, and, and, and that's it. There, there's, there, there's, we cannot retreat to the sidelines, you know, uh, and, and, and those of us who are on the front lines of this battle, we're going to have a lot thrown at us, but we have to remember what my dad used to tell me all the time, and that is that dogs don't bark at parked cars. <laughs> if, in fact, you have all of these folks yapping at us, it yep. means that we, in fact, have done it right. His brother used to have another saying. If, in fact, you throw a brick in a pack of pigs, the one that squeals is the one you hit, and that's <laughs> what's happening right now. It, it clearly has, and... and um... And uh, this is going to be an epic fight for quite some time. As you look out, and uh, it's always fun to armchair quarterback after the fact, but do you think conservatives and Republicans maybe underestimated what Stacey Abrams was doing in Georgia? I mean, she has quite the organization down there. And, of course, now it's being countered pretty pretty robustly. But was there a moment where we should have been paying attention more to the Stacey Abrams or the David Plouffe, you know, who came up with the how they were going to oh, run I, the 2020 I, I, election? Absolutely. And we need to we need to, we need to watch what has with, with – uh, Stacey is saying now, she knows 
that these folks have overreached because she knows who the loss of, for instance, the All-Star game is going to, is going to hurt. Right. She understands the economic impact. And if you if you look at how she's wordsmithed this, she's basically said, hey, we don't need to take that business away yep. from Georgia. It's a, it's 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 an overreach. And but my my deal is that one, she let them. They answered her 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 call. And the only thing that I can say to those corporate executives uh, and 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 directors is that they ought to just do their job. Corporate. <clears throat> Corporate titans, you know, are, are tripping over themselves to be again to be woke by con- condemning election integrity laws like they have in Georgia, uh, and ironically, they are turning their back on their main responsibility, uh, and that is to look at the profitability of, of their of their of their corporation. Yeah, uh, and, and so this is. This is a moment in American history uh, that calls out for our engagement uh, at every level by all of us that care. Uh, We cannot allow this existential transformation of America, which is an extraordinary nation, into a run-of-the-mill, one-party-dominated political operation. It, It just... You know, we, 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 the founders, the framers of our Constitution, the founders of our country understood, as my dad used to say, that second paragraph of the Declaration of Independence that starts out, we hold these truths to be self-evident. My dad, who was a World War II veteran, used to always tell me and my brother, that is a highfalutin way of saying any knucklehead should be able to get this. That our <laughs> fundamental human rights don't come from government. They're not grants from government. They're gifts from God. There is not a government in this world that can give us our fundamental human rights. They can only protect them. And when we have levels of government, local and state governments, protecting the integrity of the ballot box, we can't let the corrupt politicians of Washington spoil our system. It's so, you know, it's interesting, uh, uh, having really started my journalism career at the middle and end of the Reagan administration, you know, the, the belief in that administration that dominated really its policy decisions and its messaging was that government isn't the solution. It's the problem. You got to get it out of the way. And Joe Biden, in his first 90 days, 60 plus, uh, heading towards 90 days in office, seems to suggest that the government and taxes and his spending are the only solution uh, do you think that this is going to come to an epic conclusion? Are the American people going to get to choose between these two visions very quickly and say, we're tired with big government and all of its many foibles and mistakes? I, 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 I think so, because at, 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 at the end of the day, uh, there is, as Aristotle once said, there is a dynamic tension between individual liberty and the organized power of the state. As the state becomes bigger and more muscular, we lose our, 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 our individual liberty. And what we know is that the left and those folks who want to move towards uh, this big wealth 
welfare state government, whether it's socialism or it's, it's authoritarian and totalitarian in its nature, what they know is that the only way that they can accomplish that end is if they try, destroy the family, which is the incubator of liberty, and run God and faith out of the public square mm. so that folks begin to believe that government is their grantor of, of liberty. The American people for 244, five years now, understand that that is not the case. And I have every fiber in my body believes that there is a, 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 a fighting spirit in America that won't allow us to, to, to swallow that. We're going to push back. It's at the core of our our existence as as Americans. There's no doubt about it, and it's it's clearly that vision now. I mean, the Democrats are tripled down on the idea that government is going to be everything, and it's going to be interesting to watch the counterbalance of that argument grow again, and Americans sort this out. Uh, when you look out at 2022, what's the most important thing that conservatives and freedom loving Americans can do? What, what what sort of election do you think 2022 is going to turn on? Well, I think one. Uh, we watched in in in, in 2020. Uh, we chipped away at Pelosi's majority, uh, yeah. and I, I actually think that we're going to flip the house. Uh, and I actually think that we will take control uh, of, of of the Senate. But it won't it, it it won't happen if we retreat to the sidelines or if we allow um, the mainstream media and, and the left to gaslight us into into believing their false narratives and and false set of facts, but you know there, there there's something that goes to what we both were just saying. Uh, Edward uh, R. Morrow said something that I, I know that you understand and believe, and that is he said a nation of sheep will beget a government of wolves. Mm. Wow, that's a powerful statement. It is a powerful statement, and and, 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 and and we're not sheep. Yeah, no, we can't be, and it's not in our nature as Americans. We've always been fighters. We've always stood up for our liberty, and I think that this moment of challenge to some of our greatest liberties, including voting, uh, is, is, a, is a clarion call to more of that toughness, that action that has gotten us through this incredible 245-year journey. Well, Ken, I can't thank you enough for all you do. You're, you're such an important voice in, in American politics and policy in conservatism, and we're so grateful that you spent the time with us on the show, and we're going to get you back because I don't think this story's going away anytime soon. I agree with you, John, and I'm, also, I'm so glad that we're wearing the same jersey, brother. <laughs> thank you, Ken. <laughs> it's, a, it's an honor to have you on this show. It really is. All the best. Thank you, sir. All right, folks, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up for the day. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add Lean to your healthy diet 
and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean, L-E-A-N.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a healthcare provider. Hey folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title and your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time, go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. So grateful you joined us. Such a big day today. Such important stories. Um, we got a lot of fun things. Uh, if, you, if you're looking for a fun story to read and to have a conversation around the dinner table tonight or at the bar or at the soccer game with your kids' uh, uh, fellow parents, um, read the story by Daniel Payne on the apology mania going on in America, apologizing for things that aren't necessarily offensive or wrong. Why is it happening in Hollywood, in sports, in business? I, we were wondering, and so we did a deep dive. We talked to people, some even on the left, you think what's going on is absolutely insane, bowing to a wokeism that isn't substantiated by the facts. And uh, so check that one out from Dan Payne. Of course, my story on uh, the dual system of justice exposed by two fundraising cases out in California. Keep an eye on Ahmad Zaberi. I promise you that story is going to become a bigger one. All right, we'll be back tomorrow with more scoops from justthenews.com more big interviews more insights maybe a little bit from our great reporters so buckle your seatbelt get ready we're so excited you're along for the journey we'll be back again soon at uh, john solomon reports the podcast from justthenews.com hey there it's amanda head and i am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast furthermore with amanda head broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore of every story. But this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, 
educators, experts, politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey. At Just the News, we break the stories others in the media ignore or are too afraid to tell. We did it on Russia collusion, Hunter Biden, and the security and intelligence failures that preceded January 6th. Our stories have real impact and reach because we stick to the facts. I'm John Solomon. You can help me expand our honest, unvarnished, and unbiased reporting by becoming a premium member at Just the News. You'll get an ad-free experience and exclusive member-only access to events, and you'll be helping us dig up more truth. Join today at justthenews.com slash subscribe.